0: It's McShane and Rucker with Jack McShane and Oliver Rucker on VIC Radio Ithaca. Good to be back with you here on VIC Radio, McShane and Rucker. Jack McShane, Oliver Rucker, we are back in studio we on are. this Saturday morning. We got lots to talk about today. We got Knicks, we got the Mets. Steve Cohen sending out a tweet about Lindor, which was interesting last night. We also got some Jets. Zach Wilson's pro day yesterday left. A lot of Jets fans impressed, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: we're going to start with some Knicks, and I have something to say real quick. Yeah. Um, I would ju- I ha- I would like to apologize, Jack. Yeah. Last week I um, made some comments that were unfair to a certain to a certain Knicks player, um, Alec Burks. Mm. I remarked that he should fall out of the rotation in favor of Kevin Knox because because I believe that Kevin Knox should get more playing time. And while I stand by that, I have to apologize to Alec Burks because since I've said that, he has put up uh, 21 points, 20 points, 20 points again, and then 27 points. Yeah. So he has gone off since I uh, since I slandered him and said, well, he that heard he's you, there, that's yeah. So, um I'd like to apologize to him and also Reggie Bullock. He's also played well since then. But I'd also like to make it clear that it wasn't Alec Burke's slander per se. It was more Kevin Knox's praise. So I realize this is you know, this is this is not a good apology anymore. But there was it was Kevin Knox's praise rather than Alex Burke's slander. Uh, alec burks so really i i don't, I don't know anyway i'm sorry to alec burks i should have picked someone else to follow the rotation and i but i'm very happy that he started to play uh really well
0: and the knicks have been playing really well recently now they're over 500 they play the bucks tonight which will be tough because for some reason the knicks just can't win in milwaukee but they were able to beat the wizards twice this past week they beat them by four the other night after being down by 17 yeah um then throughout that entire game it they there was no like there was nothing in my mind where I thought they were going to come back in this game, and then all of a sudden R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle decided to show up in the fourth quarter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Westbrook and Beal started to miss some shots, and then all of a sudden we had a game, and you know Julius Randle hit a lot of clutch, clutch shots down the down the stretch, and. But it was really R.J. I mean, he
1: had he had a and R.J. Yeah. too. I mean, it was Randall. It was it, Mike Breen even said it was probably the worst first half that he. Worst half of basketball in terms of the first half that he and it was, and he was, he was right. they were awful. Um, they couldn't make a shot. Julius didn't really wasn't good in the first half. You know they're just they just they were they weren't cohesive. You know, but then like you said, Julius started hitting shots. RJ came to life. I thought I thought RJ was more of the catalyst for the comeback than anybody else. But um, no, I think it showed that this team has like we've seen all year. They have fight. They are fun to watch. They have fun playing together.
0: There's good team chemistry there. Yeah,
1: then. and even, you know what, even if they didn't pick up um, a star at the deadline, I like the group of guys that they have and, the co- like I said, the cohesion that they have, and I think that's what you need. And now I think they're ready to make a playoff push. They really Yeah, do. and I
0: think, you know, just staying on the trade deadline thing, you know, the Knicks, uh, they made a little bit of a, not really much of a splash. I mean, they traded, they were part of a three-team trade, which sent, Austin Rivers to the Thunder, and then Bryce Dacus to the Sixers, and then they got back Terrence Ferguson, who's you know a young player who, mm-hmm. you know, is flashy, is good at good athlete. I mean, nothing really special, but they kind of kept the roster intact for the most part. You know, our fans were pushing for them to trade for you know Lonzo or Oladipo, and those were some of the names that were being thrown out. But they decided to stay pat and maybe wait till free agency to sign those guys. But one of the other guys that they got in the trade, Vincent Poirier, they ended up waiving him, so now they have an open roster spot. And there are some options if they want to look at the buyout market. I know Andre Drummond's been heavily linked to them over the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. There's some, you know, rumors and, you know, guesses that Kyle Corver could be an option, Isaiah Thomas, Ronde Ellis-Jefferson. I mean, are these any guy are any of these guys interesting to you in a sense that you would be like, oh, yeah, I want this guy to sign?
1: Well, uh, in my opinion, I'm not sold on Andre Drummond. Right, either am I because I, for i first of all i he doesn't is, fit with the knicks i well that's I that's the thing i'm not i'm not saying he's he, he's a great player right yeah. i think he's he's a star i don't league. even think he's great well i i think he's a star in the league Really? i do he's just but, like a glory i i just i don't know he's a but, good rebounder i just think that i don't know how he fits with the knicks right he's Gonna start. They already have two quality centers. Anyway, that's I well. Think. That's what I'm gonna say. They have Mitchell Robinson. Noel's hurt, but he's been playing well. And then Taj Gibson's been playing fine. And the, I'm not obviously Andre Drummond's better than Taj Gibson, but the point is they have they have three centers right now, right? Yeah. Two of them when Noel comes back. One of them is out of the rotation, but when Noel comes back, then they have two very quality options. And Mitchell Robinson's your young guy that you want to get minutes, and it's and he's playing incredibly well you know yeah and he just came back from injury i just don't understand i don't see how andre drummond fits in the rotation and what the knicks are trying to do i feel like you might interrupt it a little bit um i don't know i just i'm i'm just not i'm just not sold but again if if, if it ends up happening great but i just i don't i i don't know how it yeah how it, i don't questions. know how it
0: would work there's questions on how drummond you know would fit with um uh, julius randall and if it clogs so much space, up in the which mm-hmm. I think it will. Because, you know, I don't know. I just don't think Drummond, Drummond's got no no shot, meaning, like, he, he can't shoot at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, he's a good rebounder. But the Knicks already, I think I looked, yes, I think they're about sixth in the NBA in rebounding anyway mm-hmm. without him. So I don't really know if that's, like, a huge need. I mean, it's, like, I, I'm actually impressed at the fact that Leon Rose, you know, I mean, okay, they made one little trade. But for the most part, it didn't really impact the team. No. Didn't make any changes and I for once was actually you know what I'm kind of okay with this you know the team's been I mean I guess they I, I want to say they've been rolling I mean they're 500 well they're a game over 500 so they're not like unbelievable this year but they are right they're, in the thick of the playoff race I believe as of right now they're fifth in the east because the Hornets yeah. won yesterday yes yeah, so are fifth in the east and you know the, there's 10 teams to make the playoffs I mean they're just I think if they just continue to play the way they've been playing they'll for sure be in the playoffs mm-hmm or no, at least yeah. a play in. I mean, for sure. So I think that. And also, oh, here's one other thing that I wanted to say is, is there a guy like Lonzo Ball? I know he's a restricted free agent in free agency, so if he signs a deal with somebody else, the Pelicans can just match it, fine. But is it worth giving up assets for a guy? now or just waiting a couple of months and signing him for free. Yeah, and I,
1: I think that was the idea. That's the reason why they didn't end up acquiring someone like Lonzo Ball because they know that... Same with Oladipo. Yeah. They know that if they, they're still of interest, right? So they know that they, don't, they won't have to give up anybody, but they'll still have them a couple. And why mess up what they're doing now? Like you said, they're not rolling, but they're playing really well. They're they're improved from last year significantly, and
0: we have to mention Tom Thibodeau before we move on. Yeah. I mean, he has he if they if Tom Thibodeau is not the coach the other night, they don't win that game. They don't. Mm-hmm. If it's Hornacek, Fisdale, whoever, um, even Mike Miller, to be honest, if it's any of those coaches, they do not win that game the other night. Mm-hmm. And as we've seen, even in losses, like that game against the Nets when they were down, you know, twelve thirteen the whole game, and then all of a sudden like in the fourth quarter they make a mm-hmm. push. I mean, Thibodeau's just out-coaching these guys down the stretch. Yeah. I mean, it maybe doesn't always lead to wins because, I mean, talent does kind of win sometimes mm-hmm. depending on the team you look at. But, I mean, for the, if you told me that, you know, through 45 games in the season, the Knicks would be over 500, I mean, I would sign up for that every single yeah, day. Any fan sure. would be like, oh, my gosh, please. <laughs> I know. Like, we're so desperate to make uh-huh. the playoffs that we just want to see a good team in New York. Yeah. and And... and I mean, I don't even think I had that much optimism going into the season. Like I was like, okay, Randall, because I'm thinking in my head, Randall, not really good last year. You know, he didn't really take on the leadership role that well. And all of a sudden this year, he's an all-star. Like
1: I I agree. I mean, I this was like the one year ever I was like, okay, this is a rebuilding year.
0: Right. You were you were ready for Kate cutting it. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're not. They're not going to be. They're not going to be good again. Because why would why would I think they would be? You know, but like I, right, I, no. I just thought why I would just, any fan— I just thought it was going to be a rebuilding year, you know. I thought Julius Randle should have was should have been coming off the bench when the, before the season started. How crazy is that? You know what I mean. Like I just because I thought that it was time for the young guys. If it was a rebuilding year, I, I still, you know, I'm still big on getting young guys minutes. But I thought in a rebuilding year that is absolutely what should happen. I remember going over it. Going over, it, we were like, yeah, no, Obi Toppin should be started. Should be starting Power forward.
0: Now you won't be saying that. No, no, because I do feel bad for Obi though. I do too but I also I don't, don't because every time he's in the game he's horrible. Well, but I, I just think that that's a rookie thing. I don't really? I don't think it's I mean this I isn't Dayton this isn't Dayton anymore. This
1: is this is the Knicks. This, this is happens. The NBA. Okay, this is this is typical New York, right? What what, is it, what you're saying right now? Because you know what, he's a rookie. I haven't seen the guy hit a, hit rim on a three. Yeah, but he's a rookie. It happens. You can't you, you can't just
0: Yeah, but 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 it's but usually with rookies the way it works is you have there's there's a sign mm-hmm. that he's like okay this guy can play. You don't think
1: he's shown any sign he... at all?
0: No, he's a good athlete. He's very like stiff when he moves. I don't know. I just don't really think he's. Now we'll look back on this in like a couple months, and I'll be or a year or so, and
1: I'll be completely wrong. Hopefully. Um I just think it's we need to give him some more time. You know that's fair. People thought RJ was a bust last year.
0: I mean, I wasn't one of those people, but yeah, there were people. I mean, he didn't even make any of the all rookie teams. No, it's insane.
1: But and again, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Look, Obi Toppin, he looks lost right now. So quotes, you think he's going to be? You think he's going to get better? Th- but I don't think. I don't think it's over for him. I mean, he's. He oh, has no! Played I'm not a Full year that. in the NBA. I mean, you know, uh, we know what I'm saying. It's hard for. It's hard for rookies sometimes, and. Just because he's an eighth overall pick doesn't mean he's going to be a superstar y- right away. I
0: so mean, look I just, at
1: Knox and Nilakina. Yeah, um, I just think that—I don't disrespect Kevin Knox or Frank Nilakina. All right, all right. But I just think that—I just think we need to give him time. We can't—putting that—telling him he's—calling t- him terrible, saying he doesn't know how to play is, is part of the worst possible thing to do, especially for someone like him. Um like, a rookie, I mean, but I just—I think it's too way too early to be Well, we can to congratulate
0: Frank Nilakina for making it through four straight trade deadlines. mm mm-hmm. um, You know, he's in trade rumors every week. But, yeah, I mean— just, Didn't he request a trade a couple
1: years ago, Frank Nilakina?
0: So. And then that just didn't—yeah. It didn't happen. No. Now he's—yeah, uh, I think we've seen the best of Frank, on the Knicks at least. I'm I'm a big Frank fan. You still think he's going to be good? I think he is good. Oh, well. I mean, that's the question. See, that's this is why it's hard for Thibodeau in the sense because he's, like, you know, coming into the Knicks, like, wanting to win right away. You know, the, obviously, you know, they have a decent record now. And the question is, it's like, you know, we talk about guys like Obi and Frank and Knox that don't get as much playing time, but then it's like, do you give them playing time? Because you'd rather, any fan would rather than play... um Quickly, mm-hmm. Randall, or Barrett over any of those guys any day of the week. Yeah, so that's kind of that. the problem, right? It's like we want these guys to get better, Obi and all these like, all younger rookies. I mean, Quickly's an exception because he's had a really good year, but it's just, it's, it's it's hard for Thibodeau to actually give them minutes. I mean, Randall's mm-hmm. their best player. No, and no. And he'll probably I, be the most improved player in the that. league. I so.
1: agree with that. I'm just, I just how how are how are you, you going to get better if you don't get minutes how That's are they going when gonna are they going to play
0: They're, you're going who are you taking minutes away from We I mean same conversation we're last week. we're going to do this again do, we're going to, to apologize just go down that rabbit hole again of professor. how many minutes we're taking away from Alec Burks who then goes on and scores five goes five straight games
1: scoring 20 or more points listen i it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't personal to Alec Burks it was about it was about praising Frank Nilkin he just happened to be someone he just happened to me the first guy that came to mind if I were, if you like, if you're asked that question now, it would absolutely be Alfred Payton, but maybe he'll score fifty tomorrow who, or tonight. Who knows? Because yeah, I said Alfred, that.
0: I mean, I, we're on a different planet if Alfred Payton puts up fifty against the Bucks <laughs> tonight. <today.
1: laughs> <laughs> well, d- wasn't it? Wasn't his twenty-eight point game against earlier the earlier earlier in the year against the Bucks?
0: Yeah, that was a that game was kind of an anomaly. I mean, I remember I remember watching that game. I mean, the Bucks literally couldn't make it. I mean, the Knicks played well. I mean, don't get me wrong; they won the game by twenty, but. Um. Yeah, the Bucks gonna make a shot, and then they played again in mm-hmm. Milwaukee, and then the Knicks got smacked. But yeah, um, I I don't want to predict what'll happen tonight, but I don't think the Knicks will be winning by twenty. I can safely say that.
1: Well, yeah,
0: I don't know. They could win, but I don't think they'll win by twenty, or, or they could lose by twenty. I mean, or they could just lose by twenty. Who knows? But actually, um, you know, one of the names that I or mentioned earlier that's worth mentioning, and I think you know we we're kind of talking about this a little bit before is it's Kyle Korver mm-hmm. could be an option for the Knicks. And my worry was it's would Kyle Korver actually want to come to the Knicks, especially at his age, he'd probably want to win a championship.
1: I think that is I, – I, I, okay, first of all, he's a free agent. He's not on any team right
0: now. Right.
1: And – like you said at his age i mean that's if he if he gets an offer from a team i don't, especially someone a team that's playoff bound i don't know why he wouldn't take it uh beggars can't be choosers when you're a free agent and you was he 38 39 yeah, he's 37 38 right? yeah up there you, you can't when you're that old and you're middle half the excuse me 3 quarters of the way of the season and you don't have a team yet you can't really be if a team comes calling you'd probably take it regardless of you can't choose a well he's really only accept from the Sixers or the Lakers right now I just think that that's that's silly he's someone that, that if you bring in he's a great three-point shooter if you bring him in he can shore up something where the Knicks have kind of been inconsistent right and he'll make the team better he's someone that can contribute and try they to do need try shooting. and try to push them actually a little bit further Right? and, and I think he would he re- would realize that. I don't think he'd be like, "Well, I don't want to go to the Knicks because it's not a guaranteed championship. Nothing's a guaranteed championship." But I think as long as the team is playoff bound, and he's and he can play a real role and actually contribute, then I think he, I don't understand why he wouldn't be interested. You know, we were talking last week, I think, about JJ Redick, and he's he's someone that I think the Knicks should that we thought that the Knicks should have targeted foul Corver's a very similar player. Hmm. You know, so but and again this is someone similar to their, not them not trading for Alonzo Ball, so someone they don't have to give up assets for. They have a roster right. space. They can use that to sign him right now. They don't even have to they don't have to wait till the off season. So Yeah. And I think I then, I, I think that I think that'd be great.
0: And they'll be in talks um with all these players, you know, as we mentioned Drummond Corver and some of the other um buyout options and it'll be a good thing for them obviously because they wouldn't have to give up any draft assets but we're going to take a break coming up we'll talk some baseball Mets Lindor the deadline is closing for them to get a deal done will they get a deal done we'll talk about it next here on the McShane and Rucker show miss that last song want to check out our music blog well then log on to www.vicradio.org see our daily schedule take a look at our wide selection of specialty programming and learn more about our annual 50-hour marathon that's vicradio.org your online home for the best of what's next Do you like listening to your favorite songs? Well, on We Got It Covered, you'll hear them, just not the originals. From pop to country to classic rock to musical theater and more, there's something for everybody to love.
1: And we guarantee you'll be surprised to hear which of your favorite songs isn't actually an original. Tune in to We Got It Covered on Thursdays 10 to midnight, right here on VIC. At
0: VIC, the voice of Ithaca
1: College, We prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Medical mistakes claim tens of thousands of lives every year. The healthcare community is working on it, but you can help. When you communicate with your doctor, when you ask more questions, you reduce your risk of suffering a medical mistake. Doctors can't answer if you don't ask. Help reduce your risk. Questions are the answer. Learn the 10 questions you must ask. Visit www.ahrq.gov.
0: This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, and the Ad Council.
1: <laughs> Listen to real sad lat hours. Monte's tend to midnight on the ice. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and the victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We have heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter.
0: It's McShane and Rucker with Jack McShane and Oliver Rucker on VIC Radio Ithaca. Back here on the McShane and Rucker Show here on VIC Radio on this Saturday morning. Um, Steve Cohen made Twitter go a little ballistic last night with his tweet uh, regarding Francisco Lindor. um, Simply tweeting, what do you guys think Lindor will accept? I'm going to crowdsource the answer. And I got Mm -hmm. some very interesting replies with people replying with cash, which hopefully he'll accept. Um, but, yeah, the Mets and Lindor have kind of a little bit of a grudge in terms of what the asking price is. The rumors are out that Lindor's asking for about $350 million. The Mets are kind of at $300 million, so, um And he also said, which is very important, that he's not negotiating past opening day. So if it, they don't get a deal done by opening day, it's the same kind of situation with DeGrom. If they don't get a deal done by opening day, he'll be a free agent. Um, so hopefully they can meet in the middle because I think he's worth it. Um, I mean, what do you think? Do you th- do you think the Mets should be giving Lindor three hundred
1: fifty million dollars? Do you think it should be less? Uh, three hundred fifty is a lot of money, but I mean, I I don't I think that it should absolutely be excuse me three hundred million or a little bit over is is fine. Um, he's absolutely worth it, but I think that it's it's I don't I don't think we can say that there's a little bit of a grudge there. Hmm. Or, t- or a deadlock, because we don't actually have any idea what's going on. We don't. You're right. You know, and neither neither do the the reporters the quote sources. That no, are out I hear. There. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't know if I don't know if what Steve Cohen was saying is if he's just instigating or if he's just trying to get us to get people talking like we are right now. Oh, excuse me. Like we are right now. Um, but or if this means that a deal is imminent. You know, I mean, we 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 really really have no idea. But at the end, but regardless, I mean, well, I, the deadline
0: I, would be in theory Thursday. Yeah,
1: and but I I think I think it 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 should get done. I think it. I hope it will get done. But um, three hundred fifty. I don't know, but I'm perfect. I think three hundred. But well, he's not taking three hundred. Well, no, but like I think 310 maybe, 300, three hundred ten, maybe three hundred three three hundred fifteen. For 10 years, I think. Yeah, and
0: like ten, that's a commitment because now we're thinking, you know, Lindor, 27 years old in the prime of his career, one of the best players in the entire sport. But then we're like, okay, 10 year contract, you know, the last four or five years of that, you're kind of when you make a 10 year contract, you're paying for the first, you know, six years, right? Because it's mm-hmm. the rest of his prime. I mean, obviously, you know, Lindor is. Maybe an exception to the rule where he could play a little bit better for a little bit longer. I mean, who knows? I have no idea. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if even if – yeah, because if he signs a 10-year deal, gets him to his age 37 season. I mean, if you look at the other past 10-year deals, I mean – or 10 or more, I should say. I mean, you look at Pujols, Cano, like these guys, you know, especially Cano. I mean, oh, my God. But, you know, towards the end of their contract, especially even even Pools. Towards the end of their contract, they're not even close to what they used to mm-hmm. what they used to be. Those teams are paying for the first five years of that deal. So it's mm-hmm. Yeah, but in the same breath, Lindor's the best I think he's one of I mean, it's yeah, there's a lot of good shortstops in the game. Jeez, it's probably the deepest position in terms of the top tier talent. Um, you know, I mean I could just name five like Tatis, Baez, story, like right off the top of your Tip yeah. your tongue. I mean one of the best shortstops in the game, um Ahmed Rosario, no I'm kidding. No. <laughs> um but Lindor's right up there. And I think especially if you look at what what the other players were kind of in a similar comparison to him. I know a lot of people have been comparing him to the Arenado deal, and he got like two sixty, but that was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So um
1: I think it's similar also I think it's all similar to Mookie
0: Betts. Mookie you know, Betts got I think three sixty five. Uh-huh. I don't think Lindor wants even that much, but he'll probably want close to it. Yeah. I mean,
1: I just think that— The Mets have the money to spend. Yes, this the have the money to This is why Steve Cohen was brought in, um, to give these guys the money. And just in terms of, you know, ha- ha- the team, right? Right. They traded away Jimenez and Rosario, meaning Lindor, they—Lindor is the guy. But th- but, right? then did you, but then people are like—people
0: have been saying that Sandy Alderson— you know, felt that that return was good enough, even
1: if they only had Lindor for a year,
0: which is mm-hmm. absurd.
1: Well, here's and then here's the deal, right? He say, let's say he goes to free agency. Yeah, there are. That means that they would either have to re-sign him, or which is probably unlikely, right? Definitely. Or go through the pool of all the other shortstops that will be free agents: Corey Seager, Javier Baez, Trevor Story, there's Trevor a lot. Story, Carlos Correa. There's a lot. So just sign one of them for either a lot of money. Right, at, but then, but you're gonna have to give anyone a big. But, it, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, you could either do it now and not have to risk going to free agency right. and losing either Lindor or. And he's been playing well spring training. He's to been, show that He's, he's good. been incredible. Yeah. Or you could wait until then, but you're they're probably gonna have to spend money anyway if if they're gonna go if they're gonna spend money on a shortstop like that. unless you want Luis Guillorme to start at shortstop for the next ten years, I mean, do you? You, well, you don't want Luis Guillorme? Sure. You don't want Luis. You don't think Giorme's better than Lindor? No, I'm. I, I well, but I, I heard recently that they were thi- they were thinking about Luis Giorme starting at third over JD Davis. I don't know how real that is, but I, I heard not. that. Anyway. Anyway. I just think that. I I just I just think that he, they they need to they need to do it now, right? And I think that they I think they can. I I hope they will. I can't say I think they will. I hope they will, but um.
0: I and also, have, they have I Conforto see. to resign.
1: They have but also, I also don't. We also don't know how real this opening day deadline is
0: for Lindor. It is. He's he's openly said it.
1: No, I know, but he, he you also he also could just be showing face trying to get that. I don't deal think done. he is
0: because he said that in, in years past that he doesn't want. I think I think it's more of a softer deadline with Conforto, but I, I think with Lindor, because Degrom is the same thing. I think everybody's been saying what that he signed about two days before opening day. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever that was. I think it was actually to the day yesterday, a couple of years ago, um, which ended up being one of the biggest bargains that's history um, with his contract. Jeez. But Lindor, I think, if he's not signed by next Thursday, he's a free agent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's just... I think that's true. And, yeah, I feel like people aren't talking about Conforto that much. I mean, he's going to want... I don't know what is it. I have no idea.
1: Would you feel kind of slighted if you were Michael Conforto right now? If... I, I, I'm just saying. I, I don't. I. I don't know that he does. I don't. I don't. I don't think that he does. What? Why did people
0: aren't talking about
1: it? No, but that the focus is on Lindor and not him. Would that be more incentive to not resign? Like you mean the negotiations? Yeah. I mean, it's
0: not like Francisco Lindor like bad. Like no, I don't I'm know. I'm just saying. Like,
1: Do you know? I, I, and I could. And I'm, they are I'm negotiating. Ma- I'm making him. this up. So they I'm are negotiating saying. with him. Yeah.
0: I mean, right. I, that's. I mean, I have no idea what the money figures are. Uh I mean, I don't know what he's asking. It's probably like 120 million. That's my guess. Uh could be way off. Um, And, you know, his agent is Scott Boris, who in years past, and there's a couple exceptions, not many, but he almost always tells his players to go to free agency. Again, I I think Conforto should be re-signed too. I mean, I, I would give Conforto... You know, six years, one hundred and twenty, whatever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be comfortable giving him that because I think. But here is the thing with Conforto. I, he, I
1: agree, a one one hundred percent. He hasn't had
0: a full. He hasn't had a good full season yet. Yeah. Like I'm he sure. had that All Star season one year, but he kind but of, he, of fell off. He got and hurt, and then he, didn't went, he? was yeah. that. The, was
1: that the year he like tore? He, he hurt his shoulder, but yep. was that seventeen or is that? 18?
0: Yeah, no, that was his All Star year, and you know when he first came up when they went to the World Series in twenty fifteen, like. He had some moments, but he obviously wasn't there for the full season. Then he's had injuries, and then he's kind of struggled. Like, he hasn't—he's like I, he's not the greatest fielder. Like, there's obviously some flaws there, but
1: again— I think—I still think he's going to be a—he's a star in this league. Now, how old
0: is Conforto now? He's about
1: the same age as Lindor, right? Oh, maybe, like, 27.
0: Yeah, so about the same age as Lindor. But I still
1: think he's a star in this league. I think he deserves to get paid. Yeah. Um— if it if he doesn't resign with the Mets, whoever signs him is they're going to be very very pleased with what they get. You know, especially now that he right like you said he hasn't been a superstar to this point. He's he he hasn't put it together for a full season, but I think that that's that's coming, and I think the Mets need to jump on it right now. Um, I just think it's too risky to let him go into free agency. I think that Conforto Lindor in particular. If the Mets are gonna make a run, need to be part of this team for the foreseeable future. Well, speaking of good hitting, David Peterson got a hit yesterday. He did, and that is why you shouldn't have the DH. Anything can happen. His oh my it, God. it was he was You're
0: really gonna make an argument that a spring training hit by a pitcher is, is not enough to justify not having yes, a Yes,
1: because anything can happen. This guy didn't have an at bat before that, a professional bat before then. You only never, pitchers y- care. you never know. You never know. Only pitchers care
0: about the DH or not. And to, I'm sorry. Only pitchers want no DH.
1: I don't. Well, well yeah, that and that makes sense because they want to hit, but also position players want to hit more. That, right. That makes perfect sense. I don't. I don't understand the argument. So there's more hitters than pitchers. But that doesn't mean that. That doesn't. What? But that doesn't mean that the DH is any. What is the deal with that? For, they, have they finalized anything? It doesn't look like there's going to be DH in the NL this year. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't, I don't think they've, they haven't said anything. I mean, yeah, I, I just, I don't want to get into this rabbit hole again of arguing whether or not there should be a. I mean, I just because no, I win every time. Just stop, stop. Because your traditionalist view about how there should be a DH, I mean, I yeah, I I like I know that Degrom said the other day that. You know, he likes. To, I
1: just, I just. It makes no sense. It's just. I think it makes no sense to have to have a DH. Do we, Do you want to do this again? I'm. I'm more than happy to do this no, again. No, I, I will, really I would I will, rather I will, not. I, will, I could spend the entire hour talking about why, why there should there sh- shouldn't be a DH. But we don't have to it's it's fine I know I know I know you don't want to lose another argument oh stop, I know you don't oh, it's stop. fine it's it's perfectly okay, but also speaking of you mentioned Scott Boris, another one of his clients Matt harvey pretty made, good for made, the Orioles made the Orioles, yeah I mean Orioles aren't the greatest they're team not but very good but they're it's always, good for harvey though they're always I, starved for pitching I actually so, am happy
0: for Harvey I am too um and some Mets fans like hate him, which is just I think a little much because uh-huh. you know the whole. Well, he had one good season and then the no, he didn't. He had a yeah. couple of good seasons and then the World Series with the whole Terry Collins, you know, not taking him out, whatever.
1: Oh well, I've never heard anyone blame Matt Harvey for that. Have you? Because yeah,
0: I have. Really? For for him giving up the runs, I mean, he was the one who was pitching, but oh, I, which I think on. is absurd.
1: That is absurd. I've never heard that. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean the, he was lights out for eight innings. Well, if and, you're on um, Twitter for more than nation game,
0: you lose brain cells if you're on Twitter for more than five minutes at a time. We're well, wow. listening to what I some pe- some that. people's takes on some some things. It's just yeah, but yeah. Anyway, Matt Harvey, 32 years old, makes the Orioles opening day roster. Mm-hmm. Very happy for him. Um, yeah, I mean, he's in the road. It's interesting that the Orioles have him, and they also have Felix Hernandez, right?
1: They they do. Yeah. It's interesting. Unless, it's like, unless, I, I haven't really been following them closely, but I'm not sure. i sure, I think, I believe he's still with the Orioles. Will he make? I don't. Will he make the opening day roster? I don't. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and you know, Harvey, in a quote, said, "You know, when you start an All Star game and then you pitch in a World Series, I think the last thing you ever think of is how excited you'll be to make a team again." <laughs> I like to say it was a good early birthday present, and it's probably one of the best I've had. You know, because I mean, it's been a tough trek back, because. You know, over the last two years, he had an eight ERA across nineteen appearances with the Angels and Royals,
1: and, and the Reds,
0: right? Yeah. Well, I'm just talking about the last two oh, years. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, he believes that he's turned a corner this year. You know, I think he's refined his mechanics and you know looked more into his analytics
1: or whatever. And listen, uh, I hope so, but I think that what you just said, yeah, is one of the reasons why Met fans don't really like him because when he wasn't pitching well at, in his his end of the the at the end of his Mets days, right? He wanted he still wanted to be the Matt Harvey that can throw 98, 99 and blow you away with his stuff. And he wasn't willing to be, to learn how to be a different pitcher, to be mm. better and to get back to his level but be different. He wasn't willing to do that. He thought he could still do it and it, and it, and it 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 showed arrogance in a way, you know. It it showed that he wasn't willing to put in the work that he just wanted to do what he did and that was that. And I think it turned a lot of a lot of fans off, you know. And 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 he struggled for it. But now I think he's finally realizing that he's not the Matt Harvey of two thousand thirteen, two thousand fifteen, you know. So he can't he can't pitch like that anymore. You know what it's kind of similar And he's similar finally to? learning how to be be a different pitcher but he so he could be quality again and I think that and I that's good it it had to happen at some point if he was going to be good again and I I think it's finally happening
0: that kind of acceptance of you know having a lesser role in a team is very similar to kind of how Carmelo is now Mm -hmm. because you remember like all the times in OKC I know it's different sport but Carmelo was shocked Mm -hmm. when he went to Houston that he wasn't starting Mm -hmm. like how could I be on the bench? Like, I'm I'm, I'm good enough to be a starter, mm-hmm. when in reality, we all know, no, he's not. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. And well, now he, in now Portland, he is, yeah. he's thriving because he's actually accepted that he can come off the bench and be a good sixth man, yeah. or I don't know if he's a sixth man, but a good role player or bench player, and he's been really successful for Portland this year I, and was last year. And I, I think he's
1: been starting a little bit. In, and he has been, well, because,
0: yeah, they've had a lot, a lot of injuries, but, you know, I think that's a very similar situation to Harvey being like, listen, I'm not the pitcher I used to be, but... If I can, you know, fix my mechanics and work on my location, even though I can't throw as high Mm -hmm. of a velocity. You don't have to throw hard to be a good pitcher. You don't. I mean, look at Bartolo. Uh Marcus Stroman. Stroman. I mean, there are guys that throw. Jamie Moyer. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Those guys that throw low 90s, high 80s that make long careers in the majors because they know how to move pitch, um, Uh have really good movement on their pitches and also can locate. And that's what you need because a lot of times, like, you know the pitchers that throw ninety nine, one hundred, they can get away with throwing a fastball right in the middle because somebody they'll just blow right by a guy, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, now I guess, a lot of guys yeah. are throwing one hundred, so oh, it's sweet. easier for the pitters to hit, um, which is insane to say uh-huh. that a hitter can just step up to the plate. I mean, we saw, I think it was yesterday, Francisco Alvarez just hit like a, I think it was like a ninety nine mile an hour fastball off the Grom and hit it over the right field fence, and this guy's you know younger than me, <laughs> so it's like you know these yeah. hitters are that are coming into the league are really, really, really. Really impressive. And speaking of hitters, the last thing I want to do before we go to break. The Mets lineup this year has improved dramatically mm-hmm. since last year. I mean, we just look at the McCann and Lindor signings. They literally replaced Rosario and Wilson Ramos with Francisco Lindor and James McCann. And that mm-hmm. got us thinking, who has the better lineup, the Mets and the Yankees? And it's close. It is close. It is close. Now, I'm going to say the Mets mm-hmm. um, right now. Yeah. I mean,
1: I don't know. I mean, it's tough
0: because. The
1: I mean, if Yankees, you have Jeff like, McNeil hitting sixth in your lineup. Yeah, you're, I pretty I, I, <laughs> you're pretty good. You're pretty good. I mean, I think that the the Yankees are well, they're they're the favorites to win the World Series, right? They're the betting favorites. Probably Dodgers. The Dodgers, and then the Yankees yeah. are, but the Yankees aren't far behind. No, they're right, right there. I know the Mets. And the Mets are, are not Mets, far behind. The either. Mets aren't either. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough because, like I said, I don't want to be biased.
0: But, but I if you back backing lo- up with facts. But
1: I love the Mets lineup right now. Um I think that there are very few holes. The only semi question mark is JD Davis right now. But J D was good last year. But J D was good last year. He's improving at third. We know what, we know that he can hit. And I think that the Yankees have a little bit have a couple more question marks. It, particularly catching. What about is Gary, can they get Gary Sanchez back to where he was in 2017 you know um I don't know or is yeah. is Kyle Higashioka the guy that they're gonna have catching every day I, I I think that I think that in terms of the rotation I think the Mets are a little bit better there um but I but I do think that the Yankees have potential to be had to have a excellent rotation but they have a they sign guys who have an injury history you know if if Corey Kluber can be healthy and get back to where he was then obviously that's something different but yeah. i just think that i think that right now yeah i'm looking at the Yankees roster right now it's either, it's either Gary Sánchez or Kyle Higashioka and, and, and all, so i just i don't know in the last two seasons combined the the Mets had
0: 8 players that had a 114 OPS or better and there were just 109 players who batted 3 350 times between 2019 and 2020 that reached that 114 plus OPS. The Mets have eight of them uh-huh. in their lineup right now. Uh-huh. Uh, I and, and it, you know it's the Yankees. You know Gardner's back. I mean he's going to want to play.
1: You know Talkman's going to want to play but uh, this is not the Yankees have a, have an excellent lineup that's th- this is that's not what i'm going to say like i think i think it's i think it's very 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 close i don't think it's as clear cut as it has been in the last few years i think the mets are just a little bit better aaron
0: hicks is the only lefty in the yankees lineup mm-hmm. well actually he's not even lefty he's a switch hitter um, unless brett gardner was starting well, which, which he's not going to. in the starting to. lineup yeah um you know the mets have conforto mcneil nemo Dom, I guess technically Lindor because he's a switch hitter. Um, but then yeah, also yeah, have lefties, Alonso, JD Davis, yeah, McCann, mm-hmm. all righties. Like you know, it's a little bit more of a balanced lineup, mm-hmm. and I actually think that goes a long
1: way. Yeah, no, I do too. I um, yeah, for sure. I I, I agree. I have nothing nothing to say. I just I think that I think that the Mets are a little more solid right now. You know, I think, and I think they're a little bit better defensively. Well, I, actually, I, I I take that back. I think they they might be a little even, but I don't know. I I hadn't thought about that till you brought it up yesterday. Um, I think it's I think it's way closer than people realize. You know, I, I'm first thought if you're just you could you'll casual probably, you'll probably think oh Yankees yeah, but then if you if you look look into it a little bit more, and and I understand that by the way, I understand someone just just thinking the Yankees immediately. But I think if you look into it a little bit more, it's not as clear cut as, as you would think.
0: Yeah, um, and you know injuries could play you know a role in that. Obviously, as the season goes on, but right now it is pretty close uh, between the Mets and the Yankees. We're going oh, to take. Wait,
1: wait, but I do want to say I think it's interesting oh, uh-huh. that um, the did you see the Yankees? They optioned Davey Garcia yesterday, which I thought, which I thought, which I thought was a little interesting because he was he was someone that they're they're very high on. I thought it was going to be someone that they were going to build off of and be their young stud in the rotation this year. There's still a chance for that, but he's not going to make the opening new roster. I thought that was notable. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, Yes, T.A.V. Garcia not making the opening new roster. Uh, I guess that's notable to the Yankee fans out there because he was supposed to be one of their pitchers this year, I'm assuming. So Mets also sent Yamamoto and Oswalt to Triple-A. But, yeah, like I said, we're going to take a break. We're going to finish up the show talking about some Jets. Zach Wilson throwing some incredible throws yesterday at Pro Day. What does this mean for Sam Darnold? We'll also also talk about some stuff with the Giants um, and some of the free agents that they signed. You're listening to the McShane and Rucker Show here on VIC Radio. Having a hard time remembering that girl from Winslow, Arizona, the one with the, the flatbed Ford. Well... Kick your feet up, because DJ Dog has got the tunes to help you remember.
1: Every Thursday, 6 to 8, on the kickback, you can join me,
0: DJ Dog, for some nostalgia, some memories, some even better classic rock from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and a whole host of other great tunes, right here on VIC. At
1: VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, we prioritize diversity and inclusion We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. We have an app. Take VIC radio with you on your iOS device. That's right. The best of what's next is available wherever you go. Current song information, in-app access to social media, sleep timer, and alarm clock settings—it's all there. Download the VIC Radio app from the App Store today.
0: Want to hear your favorite song sung by different artists?
1: Tune into We Got It Covered on Thursdays from 10 to midnight, only on VIC Radio. If you found $20 on a walk, you would think that's a lot of money. If you had to read 20 books for your class, you would think that's a lot of reading. If you had to stay awake for 20 hours straight, you would think it's a lot. But on the weekend of April 16th, four VIC radio DJs are going to show that staying awake for 20 hours is easy by staying up for 50. This year's 50-hour marathon benefits the Ithaca Children's Garden. More information at 50hours.org. It's important to make sure your family has a plan in case of an emergency. We talked to this family to see if each of them knew where to meet if they were not together when something happened. If a natural disaster happened and we were outside the home, we would all meet at the park. That's our meeting point. I'm meeting places at our neighbor's house because she is my mom's good friend. We all have a meeting spot, which is a bus stop. Is your plan any better? To learn more about making an emergency plan for your family, go to ready.gov. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. Looking for your classic rock fix
0: every Thursday, 6 to 8. You can join me, DJ Dog, on the kickback. Listen to some classic rock tunes right here on VIC. VIC Radio. Hello. Hey, what's up?
1: How are you?
0: good good you know
1: it's so typical of me to talk about no like no like,
0: tell me what you want to hear that's why you know that's what radio djs do take requests and you know you're still talking okay sounds good we take requests call in at 607-274-1059 or tweet us at vic radio McShane and Rucker with Jack McShane and Oliver Rucker on VIC Radio Ithaca. Back here on the McShane and Rucker show here on VIC Radio. Yesterday, Zach Wilson, who was a former quarterback at BYU, had his pro day and is projected to be one of the top quarterbacks taken in this year's NFL draft in a couple of weeks. And the Jets are slotted right there at number two. And from a lot of fans, Reporters, Joe Douglas, scouts—they were very impressed what they saw yesterday. Mm-hmm. That man's got an arm. Mm-hmm. And from what all the reports were, there were a couple of trades yesterday where the Forty ers moved up to the third spot. The uh, what's the Eagles moved up to the sixth spot. There's a lot of trades happening, and it does kind of correlate to what the Jets were doing
1: because the Forty ers weren't able to get up to the second spot, mm-hmm. which and they've they've also it's been said that they are. Out on Sam Darnold, they're committing to. Yeah, but that Jimmy can Garoppolo. change next week. No, I'm just saying that. that well, that's was, what they said, correct. Which is interesting because I know a couple of weeks ago we thought there were a couple of reports that said that Darnold had been traded to the to the Niners. Right, and it's this is you know putting we're not
0: we're not going to sit here and say that Sam Darnold won't be the quarterback because we have no idea, no. and we won't know until the draft. But there are, if you read in between the lines here, there are indications that. You know what the trade's being made, and the Jets not willing to move out of the two spot yet—that Zach Wilson's going to be the guy, uh-huh. which is to both of our demise, I guess. But hey, listen—I mean, after watching that pro day, I could—I could be convinced.
1: Listen, if—if if Zach Wilson is drafted number two, I'll support him. If they—that exactly, I—I'll—I'll I'll support him. I'm not going to. I'll be a little disappointed because I, I really think that Sam Darnold is it more is so. You guy. think Sam
0: Darnold's going to be good, or you don't like Zach Wilson?
1: I think I think it's more that I, there's nothing not to like about Zach Wilson, in my opinion. Right now, yeah, I just it's more that it's. I just think Sam Darnold is good. I I think that he can be a franchise quarterback. You know, not just like we're just like we're talking about R.J. Barrett and Obey Toppin. Not everybody can get it done immediately. I know it's been three years, but that's still. That's still not yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, but as time. we've
0: said millions of times, the roster has been just dreadful. The roster
1: and he's had a, he didn't have a good coach, hmm. which is tough for a young quarterback. You know, I if, if 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 it was if the Jets had Drew Brees on the team and still, but Adam Gase was still the coach, it'd be different, right? It wouldn't affect him as much. But since it's a young quarterback, he would, when Adam Gase came, it was his second year in the league. It's that's tough. You know, when when there's no real—it's it's hard. It's hard on a young quarterback. I just think that it's too early to move on from Sam Darnold. I think you're putting yourself back a couple of years by drafting a quarterback. Someone at—I we were I was talking with a friend the other day, and he said, well, do you think you could draft Zach Wilson? He'd back Sam Darnold. I'm like, no, you're not going to take a quarterback at two for him to not start. So it's—, no. it's If I they just, draft Zach Wilson, Darnold's out the door, yeah. Yeah. So I mean I don't know I, I, like I said if if they draft Zach Wilson that's the route they choose to go I'm I'm behind it I obviously don't have a choice but I'm just I'm I'm I'll still support and I'll still root for them I just I just I I'm, I'm I I I am big on Sam Darn.
0: Yeah and you know the 49ers and Jets as we've seen throughout the offseason have close ties you know through their coaching staff with a lot of the 49ers guys coming over to the Jets. Tevin Coleman now oh yeah Tevin Coleman but. The interesting thing to think is, and this is, I guess, kind of speculation. I mean, nobody really knows. But I guarantee you, or at least think, that the 49ers probably have an idea of what quarterbacks will be available at three if they choose to trade Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. They were comfortable enough saying, we're going to go up to three. We have Jacksonville's taking Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's almost a foregone conclusion. And the Jets probably taking Zach Wilson. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's... The 49ers were confident enough to give up all that draft capital, which was a lot, a lot to go to Miami for the uh-huh. in that trade. Um I I just I, I don't see any scenario. I, I just I don't see a scenario where they don't go quarterback. I mean, how could you they're gonna what what else I I just don't think it's worth to give up that much draft capital if you're not gonna go for a quarterback.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Jimmy G
0: might—I mean, there's rumors he might go back to New England. It's possible. I, I
1: heard that. I was going to say because, they, I mean, Cam Newton's not their long-term option at quarterback. I mean, even though they re-signed they're him, they don't have to. They're obviously oh, yeah. not sold on Jared Stidham. Oh, yeah. So, what? Are they going to draft Mac Jones, maybe? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Or Trey Lance. I mean, there's options. Yeah. Fields. I mean, there are options. They're all, are, they re- are they ready to start in the NFL right now? I mean, nobody Probably knows, not. but, I mean, it's— I mean, you know, Shanahan's offense in San Francisco has been
0: praised as a, you know, a really good offense, especially for younger quarterbacks. I mean, or even older ones in fairness. I mean, he was in the offense, you know, when Matt Ryan made the Super Bowl that year also with RG3. Mm-hmm. Um when he was with Washington. Um so yeah, I mean, it's definitely tailored to a bunch of different types of quarterbacks. But I just I don't know. I just there's no way in my opinion that you should ever give up that much draft capital to move up to three, I mean, who? they're not picking Sewell. They're not picking—I don't even think they would pick, like, Devontae Smith. I don't even think they would pick any of these receivers for that. I just—I don't know.
1: I don't know. I'm not— Because you
0: can get a receiver, maybe not of the same caliber, but of a similar caliber by not trading your pick. I mean, because they had, the what, the 12th pick? Was that—or no. Yes, they originally had the 12th pick. So
1: I mean, yeah, and and you know, Jamar Chase may have fallen, or even Devontae Smith may have fallen to twelve. So that's that's a good point. I didn't I didn't think about that, but I mean, I don't I don't. Oh, oh, so, Trevor Lawrence is going to go first overall, right? Yeah. Let's pretend Zach Wilson goes second. You think they would pick Justin Fields at third, and they'd be comfortable with that? I have no idea. I, you know, I so mean, So that that's the only thing. Like, I I, I see what you're saying, but like, that, but you're that's telling the me they would go a different.
0: I just, there's got to be something in this quarter. I mean, I, I mean, who knows? I mean, none of us thought that Lamar Jackson was going to be anything in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, or most uh, people didn't. I, I disagree. I think I don't. Don't think people thought he was going to be as good as. Okay, he. fine. Didn't think he was going to be as good as he was. I mean, he was.
1: I, I don't, barely... I don't, people didn't think he was an MVP.
0: Yeah, but so one of these guys, you know, a Trey Lance, Mac Jones, or Justin Fields—that's you know the best of the rest, so to speak. With the first two quarterbacks coming off in the first two picks, the Niners um, might have seen from. One of those guys. That this is the quarterback we want, and I guess in theory they can get some of that draft capital back. They trade Jimmy G.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm not. I, I really. I'm. I'm not sure. Um, that that's that's a. Good they try. know something I, I we don't. I hadn't. Yeah, I. Hadn't, I frankly hadn't hadn't thought this much about it. Um, I don't know. You you bring up valid points. I. I I I don't know I but it's just why why would they say that they're committing to Jimmy G they're out on Sam Darnold if if they're trading up to get a that get a quarterback that doesn't make sense to me especially if the top two will be gone it, it, if if they had traded up for for two with the Jets then I I would be one hundred percent behind what you're saying but because it's they have the third pick. And because presumably it'll be more, and they Lawrence probably and called then, the Jets, and then Wilson. I'm not. I don't really understand. I, don't, I I think maybe they're just. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't follow the 49ers close enough to tell you what their biggest needs are. So I'm just. I'm not sure if it's if it's quarterback or yeah. But even
0: if they had a big need, you don't. You just don't give up that much capital for it. I mean, you just don't. Uh, and you know, I I. It's interesting. I mean, you know, you saw. Um, like, where where could Darnold go? Like, that's the question. Now I think that remains, is where does he go? I mean, the 49ers, they don't really seem like an option because it's either going to be Jimmy G or a new quarterback they're going to draft. I know Denver's been in the conversations. Even Pittsburgh could still, theor- in theory, be one. I saw Carolina could be an option for Darnold. But now there's reports that they may not even get a first-round pick for him.
1: Yeah, which I, I will, but that's... That's Manish Meta. That's well, Manish, yeah, Manish Meta could they, they, I don't think the Jets would, would trade him without getting a first overall pick. Just very quickly going back to the Niners thing, real quick, I'm looking at this mock draft here, it has them taking Trey Lance third overall out of North Dakota State. So I think that's a little that's interesting, but regardless, I, I, if they, um, I, if if the Jets are going to trade Sam Darnold. I don't think they'd trade him without getting, because they don't have to trade him. They wouldn't trade him without getting a first overall pick, without getting a a a decent sized haul for him. Because it doesn't make sense to do that, and I and they don't have to. do What that. if they
0: don't get the offer they like?
1: They just keep him on the roster. No, that's that is a good point because they won't they won't draft. They have no and then keep. Yeah, that's that is a good point. I don't know. It's 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 a, it's a very weird situation, not weird. It's it's an interesting one because it, there's a lot of different ways you can go. There's a lot of different moving parts. It's it's impossible to predict what's going to happen. I just I I just I hope that they make the right decision. You know, like like you said, I, Zach Wilson was looked incredible at uh, at his pro day the other day, but. I just think that you're setting yourself back a few years. I think Sam Darnold is Corey Davis signed with the Jets with the understanding that Sam Darnold was going to be the guy. I think that's, no, that's, probably that's interesting. Changed. Or you know what? What if the 49ers traded up to thir- 3 because they know something? The Jets aren't going to draft Zach Wilson. They're going to draft somebody else or they're going to trade down and then he'll fall to 3. I mean, who knows? I'm just saying, who knows? You know you, no nobody knows. Nobody will know until draft
0: night. Nobody knows. Well, we're going to finish out the show here talking about something that I think would be to your liking, and that is Neville Hewitt because mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure we got into Now, Neville Hewitt was a big part of the Jets last year, and you felt it was important to mention his name. You want to tell us? Why that is?
1: I think uh, the Eagles are interested in Neville Hewitt. Now, who
0: is Neville Hewitt? Any no. person who's not a Jets fan, I guarantee there's some Jets fans who probably don't
1: know who he is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he was the Jets' leading tackler last year. Jets. If you're a Jets fan, you watch most games. You probably should know who Neville Hewitt was. Well, all
0: Jets fans probably didn't watch most games after Week Nine <laughs> after, after their season last year. Anyway, Neville Hewitt, leading tackler for the Jets.
1: No, I just think that I I, I think Neville Hewitt is a he's a he's a stud linebacker. He's stud. I think he's a stud. I think he's incredibly underrated. I think I think that if the Eagles can sign can sign him, that'll be huge for them. Um they don't have a good their their linebackers are not good. He's someone who can be be a leader on that defense and he can get an opportunity to show who he really is. I think he can be I think he can be a pro bowler if he signs there. Really? I do because they, they have a good defense. And I think he can be the leader of the line of the linebackers in particular. Um, because we saw with C.J. Mosley out, it was him and Terrell Basham. We talked about Basham last week, and he signed while we were talking about him. It would be funny if Neville Hewitt Neville signs he in would, next well, couple minutes. On, I don't know if
0: he will be signing at 8.57 a.m. <laughs> I'm
1: just saying. <laughs> but um, I think, think it would be a great opportunity for him. We saw what he did with C.J. Mosley out. He was obviously the Jets leading tackler. He showed what he has he's, he's the ability to do. He's in the number one linebacker in Philly. A team that is... You really think he's in the number number one linebacker? I do. You're really hyping this guy up. I just... Something about him. I was hoping the Jets would... I was hoping the Jets would re-sign him. It didn't look like that's going to happen. But I'm I'm, I'm big on him. But he was a leading tackler on a bit. I mean, I guess it does carry some weight, but... Mm -hmm.
0: I I don't know. The team wasn't
1: great last year. I I don't know. I just... He's a max effort guy. He works hard. It's fair. He's a good leader, for sure. I just think that... Yeah, I just, you know, he's one of those guys. I think that if Philly signs him, it's going to be they're going they're going to be very happy. I but think. why didn't the Jets re-sign him? Well, they still can't. But, but why I, why I mean, haven't I, they?
0: I mean, you're talking up like this guy's a Pro Bowl linebacker. Why why have they not re-signed him?
1: I don't know. Too maybe too much money. I don't know. They the CJ Mosley's coming back? I don't know. We'll see. I I I don't know, but I just think that I think that he'd be great uh in Philadelphia. We don't we don't have that much time left. Very quickly, Jack, I want to ask you how your bracket's doing because mine is it's busted. It's just in the bur- – I burned it. Who'd, who'd you have? I had Illinois. Oh, yeah. So
0: <laughs> it's in trouble, but yeah. Um, Sweet 16 starts today. It does. Loyola-Chicago, Oregon State. It's first game of the day at 240. And then I think we have four games today, four games tomorrow, mm-hmm. and it's guns a-blazing through the weekend. Back mm-hmm. March Madness is back. A lot of crazy matchups. Oral Roberts, 15 seed.
1: I had Oral Roberts, Sweet 16. That is insane. Yeah. That is insane. I know um (laughs) my my dad asked me he said why why did you do that i said because i'm smart he said no you're not you're just incredibly lucky no why would any smart person wouldn't put uh oral roberts their sweet 16.
0: yep but we will see how far oral roberts will go that'll do it for us here on the McShane and rucker show remember to tune in every saturday morning 8 to 9 a.m you can also hear us on spotify and anchor starting at four have a good weekend everybody timeout is up next